Welcome, everybody, to Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, just a reminder that this is a storytelling podcast where we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a more fulfilling life. A lot of times on the podcast, we discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health top priority. Uh, lastly, the opinions offered by our guests don't necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts. Sit back, buckle up, and enjoy. I'll tell you this, it, Mike, actually, we, what we were just talking about before the thing hit record, I, maybe we stop calling it a thing. Like maybe we just, does it need a name? Like what if, what if we just like said, hey, we're all getting together at a place and we're going to have uh, social interaction, live music, drinks, come as you are, come meet, meet people, let's chat, let's just all hang out. Maybe it's that instead. I, I that that's all it needs to be. What if it's just like some fun thing on a Friday? You know? Yeah, it's a fun thing on a Friday. Just come do the fun thing on a Friday. We don't have to make a whole fucking name of it. Nah, I always probably should have a name. Let's let's call it something cool. Let's think of Well, until then, it's something cool on a Friday night. That's what we're calling it. And <laughs> some fun Dude, thing on a Friday. Something cool on a Friday night is actually like, I, I think that should be the name of a, like a, a cool band out there should call their album something cool on a Friday night. What, what's wrong with us doing that? <laughs> okay, fine. Well, f- fuck you. Stop taking it, people. What's, that's our. That's the name of our. We've album. already. I'm, I'm looking up the trademark for it right now. We're going to get that branded, and <laughs> it's going to be ours. But the, the, the fun night we're talking about is Friday, March 31st, the last yeah. day of the month. Yeah. And it's going to be cool. Like honestly, I think it's starting to get in line with our vision. Yeah. Um, it's looking like it's just a Friday night thing. It's just casual. It's socially interacting, interacting with people. Um, there will be a band. You and I will play a few songs. There will be some live music. And also it will be an opportunity for people to sort of vibe and get funky and just sort of like ride that wave interacting with one another. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think we might have a DJ there. I don't know. We're still kind of talking about what it's all going to entail, but it's just going to be cool people, good music, and we're just going to make it donation-based. So yeah, uh, I'll put a link. I can't put a link in this episode, but stay tuned for future episodes. Follow us on Instagram at Mormons on Mushrooms for updates, but um, we'll just put, you know, I think we can fit a couple hundred people in there. We'll just put it donation-based if that's $1 or a hundred or whatever you can, you know, whatever you can donate. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Come one, come all. Yeah. It's going to be probably a 21 and over event. Is that right? Yeah. I think there's going to be booze available or bring your own booze probably. And if it's bring your own booze, I don't even know if we need to, I don't know the rules on that, but right now we'll just say 21 and over. Yeah, yeah like how we're like brainstorming this thing on like the podcast. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it should be probably 21 and over or at least 18 and over 18 probably. Um, I think so. So I, I do have a, a couple of things maybe just to get us just something funny or just something to get us kind of chatting a little bit. Yeah, go for it. So uh, our least kind of by far our least popular episode mm-hmm. 
based on download numbers, it's one of my favorite episodes, actually, is yeah. the Iron Man versus Ant-Man episode. Oh, that's taking me right? way back. That's way back, yeah. That's a way <laughs> old. That, I mean, that comes back to, I remember the circumstances around yeah. that episode. I was tripping like crazy. I was going through a tough time. I called you. I walked out into my into the woods and I called you and had you talk me like through like my my dark part of my trip, right? And then we talked about it later. I still remember talking you down from that, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It was like one of the all-time great things. Like, because I was like in my own head about like, it's basically like someone inside the suit all the way down, right? There's Iron Man inside his Iron Man suit, Ant-Man inside his Ant-Man suit, then Ant-Man inside of his Ant-Man suit goes inside of the Iron Man suit. And there's a, we just had a whole conversation about it, right? Yeah. It was one of my all-time favorites, but by far it's our least, for sure it's our least downloaded episode. Yeah. <laughs> And here's why this is significant to me right now, because up until recently, that episode of our podcast has been the least popular thing to uh, with Ant-Man in it mm-hmm. until the new Ant-Man movie just came out. <laughs> like, like the new fucking Ant-Man movie is worse than that episode. <laughs> Maybe the Ant-Man movie should have just been you tripping and <laughs> describing your trip. <laughs> Literally, it would have made more sense within the, like the w- within the structure of the like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like <laughs> me describing freaking out about feeling like I have multiple voices inside of my human meat suit is more entertaining than what that Ant-Man movie was. <laughs> so, have you seen it yet? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. Oh, you did? Ed- yeah, it was terrible terrible <laughs> it was awful like and by the way i have like a really like i have a really wide like margin of error when it comes to the comic book movies like i'm not a hater like i love i love them i'm easy to please i'll watch them all you know what i mean that's just yeah part of my dna man part of my dorky dna but like the new ant-man movie is god awful god awful <laughs> sorry um the, I, I love that episode of ours. I'm, I kind of love that it's also like the least downloaded. Because. I do too. Actually, that's it's it's funny because um, one of the things I worry about is like like things that are too like anything that's like like widely like agreed upon as being interesting or popular. Like it, like I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. I just that episode was the mo- one of our most meaningful ones to me. Like just because it was you know, we were in the moment and you had just barely talked me back from like a really, I remember very specifically that, that trip. You know, there's a lot of trips that I'm, I mean, you know, at some point they all kind of run together, right. Or you forget about certain things, that kind of thing. But that one, I remember very distinctly. Well, one of the cool things for me in that moment is when you called me. So I was just starting to get into this Jungian shit, you know, and shadow stuff and dream interpretation. Right. And so it was very new for me. But it was one of those moments where it was so easy for me to see in your trip state, the archetypes like, you know, in your the the, the forms, the archetypes took in your journey, oh, you know. And so it's like you think of the archetypes as like that archetypal energy and then we experience them in different forms. And so like you could say, um, you know, Superman is kind of a very like Apollo sun God type, but he is not, it's like those forms are pointing to the archetype, but you can never really grasp the archetype. Right. So like, 
they're showing different sides of one or maybe many archetypes. Um, but just when you were describing that trip to me, and I don't remember it too much other than, you know, Ant-Man was trying to pull all your, your wires yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just easy for me to see how like this, like, cause Ant-Man's like, you know, Paul Rudd's like that nice guy that we don't have to rehash that episode, but just how, how your nice guy gets in the way of your power and tries to disconnect everything. And, uh, and it was just that realization in the moment. I'm like, oh, maybe I could do this Jungian shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And, and look at you now. You're, 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 you're crushing it and being like, there's like opportunities through it. And you're just like, you're, it's like you're easing yourself into a warm bath is how naturally you've taken to this thing. Right. Like it's that. been so perfect. Take a look at me now. <laughs> Are you seeing Phil Collins? I think so. <laughs> but you're coming I, back to me is against all odds. So you're singing that song? What's the one that says? Is that Phil Collins? It goes, take a look at me now. Yeah, dude, against yeah. all odds. Like I love that song so much. Holy shit. Yeah, I was. Dude, honestly, like people were going to, people are probably going to laugh at us for talking about a Phil Collins song, but like, the lyrics to that song and the way he sings it are some of my all-time faves. Like if you can find that dude singing that song um, live, there's a version of him doing it live. Um, I don't know what the fucking festival was. Probably some kind of like live aid or something like that. Yeah. But he gets up and sings that song live. Right. And dude, he's like, when he's talking about like, so take a look at me now. Cause I'm just standing here and you coming back to me is against the odds, but it's the chance I got to take. I'm like, Oh, I get the chills. I'm like, Holy shit. I felt, I, I felt what that motherfucker is feeling. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can get, you know, some slack for talking about Phil Collins, but didn't he, he did the music to Tarzan, didn't he? Yeah. You're darn right. He did. Yeah. That was pretty good music. Uh, you know, speaking of Disney sh- shit, but <laughs> I mean, Phil Collins is one of the all time great, underappreciated drummers probably is what I should say. Like he's not probably one of the all time greats. He's a great drummer, but you know, you got the fucking greats. Like, you know, like I think most people who are great at something are probably talked about as being great. They're not under or overrated. Right. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Bill Collins is a fucking good drummer. And he's also really, really good at like, the emotional side of that. Like, I really like Bill Collins. Fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to come out and say, give me Phil Collins. Listen, I I guess it's time for me to admit that my very first CD that I ever bought was the album But Seriously by Phil Collins. That's the name of the album, But Seriously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's got like, um, it's got like, um, Wish It Would Rain. Remember that old song? Um, Oh, yes, I wish it would rain down, down on me. Ooh, yes, I wish it would rain. Oh, dude, I love that song. <laughs> I was trying to just sing it along with you. Um, I got I got some stuff to listen to, I think, after this. Dude, you know? just crush that whole album. You're gonna love it. My first album was a was Sting, was uh <laughs> Oh shit. Whatever Fields of Gold was on that one. The That's pretty interesting that well, it's not interesting. It's not interesting at all. It's just a coincidence that both of our first albums were a solo album of a person who had previously been in a widely successful trio. Uh, that's not interesting. Uh-huh. It's just a, it's just a, an, it's just a fact. <laughs> that's, 
And for me, it was weird because I, you know, I had an older brother, so I would always borrow their music. But for some reason, yeah. I got that Sting album at some point in my teenage years. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, I like, I like talking about that kind of stuff. I remember my second CD. My second CD. My, yeah. First of all, I can't remember my first cassette tape because I probably was too young to remember that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, mine was like probably it, like a Sesame Street something. Yeah, like tape. yeah, some kind of thing like that. Like I remember my Rick Astley cassette tape, you know, with uh, "Never Gonna yeah. Give You Up." That was before you could Rickroll somebody. It was just like literally, we unironically listened to that song because it was awesome. <laughs> um, I remember having the rock set, dude. That rock set cassette tape was a banger. Like rock set is actually a an amazing band. You know, they did like, um, she's got the look and. Uh, 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 join the Joyride or whatever that song was. Oh yeah, that's those right? are all good ones. Yeah. Um, dude, eighties uh, and nineties like dance music is some of my favorite thing to do when I'm high with, especially with my with my mate. Hell yeah. Um, get high and we dance to like, you know, you kind of like try to mimic their dances and it's well, so good, man. Dude, and you that 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 tracks because like the midnight is one of your all time. When you're all timers, yeah. right? And they have uh-huh. that sort of like 80s synth sound, you know? Oh, yeah. Total. Yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> dude, I, I, yeah. Mike, what if we just changed the podcast to you and I reminiscing about music from the 80s and 90s? Like, we could go all day talking about that shit. <laughs> I think this is what our maybe fifth episode in a row where it's just the two of us, and I'm kind of fine with it. Like, yeah, uh, someone asked us if we were having a hard time uh, drumming up guests. No. Uh, we are not having a hard time finding guests. We, uh, we're, we're having a hard time, um, like getting scheduling lined up and also sort of like our, the, the wave that you and I are in lately has been sort of just like get together and bullshit and shoot the breeze because we haven't put on our, we haven't put on our interview shoes for a few days. Like, right. That's fair enough. Isn't it? That's fair enough. And there's like, I mean, I think in the last few months, we've both gone through a lot of emotional waves. Big time. You know, I talked about in our uh, Syrian episode, you know, the intense waves of grief that came. I mean, uh, you know, losing my cousin, he was, that was the closest person I've lost to me. Anyway, I don't need to rehash that. I'm just saying that's like, we've gone through the waves. And so right now, you know, when you bring on a guest, it's like, you have to sort throughout the people who are reaching out. Then you have to do like a screening call. And then once you get done with the screening call, you got to be like, okay, can you, you guys sync up the schedules, then you schedule. And then even just like last week we had it all scheduled, lined up. We had a, it was a multiple guest one. It was going to be fucking rad. And then you and I just have these busy day jobs too. And those can fuck with us. And so it's like, Hey, can we move this back an hour? And they couldn't move it. And so now we're pushing back a few weeks on the schedule. And then, so Fuck it, man. I'm, but I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this. And so (laughs) like, honestly, like I, I'm excited for, we've got, we've got some cool guests scheduled right now. We've got some cool episodes planned. Mm -hmm. We've got activities galore, Mm -hmm. but lately I've really enjoyed the groove of you and I getting together and just talking about total nonsense. Literally mm-hmm. getting together, talking about eighties and nineties music and the, the stuff we like to dance to makes me feel happy. Like I like the nostalgia part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like giving people like, um, a window into like 
it's not all fucking healing all the time. It's sometimes just like being meeting our, each other where we're at type of thing. Right. And, and maybe there's a part of me that right now is it kind of tired of the word healing um, in itself. It's just kind of like, dude, of course we're going to be healing. We're going to be healing our whole fucking lives. And so it's like, maybe I can drop that story for a while and just be, and just, you know, and we've talked about that on several of the last few episodes, but I'm just really feeling it right now of, you know, tired of, I was talking about like getting high and dancing to eighties music. I mean, there was a point like, you know, a few months ago or in these past few years where we've done the podcast where like even smoking weed for me has been like a opportunity to go in and the, my inner world and find, mm-hmm. you know, a whole, uh, little Mike as he's crying doing this or like, um, you know, we were, t- we, before we recorded, we started talking about like, uh, Akashic records and like the voodoo stuff and how, but man, sometimes I feel like it might be in my own brain, but when I smoke some weed, especially alone, like the, the veil between me and like the ghosts that want to come in get, gets a little thin. <laughs> oh shit! You know? And so it's like, uh, okay, what's this, you know, I'm trying to work through like this whole ancestor, ancestral trauma type shit. And it's like, fuck that, man. I want to live my life. I want to listen to some good nostal- nostalgic music. Um, I, you know, I liked even the trip to like, oh, one of my favorite things is like tripping to 80s cartoon intros. <laughs> Dude, what's, what are, what are some of your all timers? I mean, you got Thundercats, Heck you yeah. got, uh, He-Man. He-Man. I mean, Gummy bears. Dude. Whoa. I haven't thought about the gummy bear. I didn't, I forgot about that until right now. Dude, those songs are bangers, man. They like bounced around. Like the songs about them bouncing everywhere and they bounce some kind of way. Magic and mystery are part of our history. Along with the secret of gummy berry juice. Holy shit. There was a a cartoon about a, candy (laughs) a gummy berry (laughs) juice that like gave you magical powers and like you (laughs) man i can't figure out what was going on in the 80s propaganda well one of the things i've I've learned in listening to these cartoon intros is like one of the things i felt once when we were when i was really high was this thing of like oh it was the universe coding encoding us a message of like saving the world when we were like all of them are about like, you know, think of like captain planet and then like the, the forces combining to save the earth or like, uh, I'm trying to think of what was a Voltron where the, all the pieces of the cats come together. Yeah, and man. it was okay. all this thing about like uniting all parts of us to defeat, a, like to save the world or the galaxy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. But is that just a is that a function of our age? So like I guess the question I was going to ask because when you just were going through that list, I was like, wow, whatever happened to like theme songs? Like whatever happened to open? Like is that right. still going on? Like do, do, I guess I'm trying to I guess this is like reflective of the the shows that I currently watch. But like I can't think of I you know usually like on, on streaming there's the option of like skip you know there's like skip intro. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Oh, do you know, actually, this ties into a thing. So the TV show that we've been, that you and I have both been watching called Shrinking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Has kind of a cool uh, 
intro song, but I don't know if it's an Ridge. Like, I don't know if it's like. No, I think it's from a 90s. I think it's a 90s song. Because that one, um, I forget her character's name, but the woman from The Daily Show. Um, oh, Gabby. Gabby. Dude, Gabby is so awesome. Yeah, she's, she's like my favorite my, character. She's one of my all-time all time favorite characters. <laughs> so good. Well, she she always listens to those 90s musics. Or 90s to like early, like Mashbox 20 type deal. Like yeah, she's listening to in her car. And so I think, isn't that like theme Sugar song? Ray and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that theme song around that time or something? I, I don't know anything about it. That's, I, I now yeah. have to like go do, once again, we've come underprepared <laughs> or zero preparation for this thing. But I guess I want to find out. I want to talk about that show for a second. Yeah, please. I do too. It's good. Because it, it does tie in. First of all, it's a real heartfelt show. It's hilarious um, and super sad and super like heavy, you know. And if you don't know, the show is called Shrinking. It's like a, the premise is basically Jason Siegel. By the way, it's Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford, and they're my th- second and third favorite people in the show. Like Gabby is my f- very favorite person. Oh, and I love uh, – what's the daughter's name? And I don't know anyone's name in this. Alice? Is that her Alice. name? It's Alice, yeah. She's okay. good. Um, the, 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 the vet that um, – Oh, uh, Jason Siegel. Sean? Yeah. Anyway, it's just a fucking great cast. They're so good. Great, yeah. great cast, great show, good message. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. It's about therapists being doing therapy and sometimes kind of breaking the rules of therapy and, and, and hilarity ensues. But like there's an important – like in the very first episode, Jason Siegel's character who's going through something, he says to his fellow therapists like, I get tired of hearing people talk about the same old fucking problems over and over again. And, and it's just like – you know, he gives examples where he's like, you know, people come in and they're like, oh, it makes me sad when I do this thing. It's like, well, stop, he goes, stop, stop fucking doing that thing. And he, and he says, why don't we just start telling our clients or patients? I can't remember, but, you know, like, why don't we start telling people what to do? And he does. He starts telling people what to do, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're now that's the premise of the whole show. I was going to say, well, the, thing, the thing I'm loving about it is it's showing that side of therapy where it's like, look, we're all fucking apes trying to help each other out. And it's so easy to, you know, in a therapeutic role or even as a friend or someone to see the blind spots in uh, in each other, but not in ourselves. Like we always have these blind spots and you see it with the, I mean, the, the, the therapists in that show are a mess, but that, yeah. yeah they're still good therapists. So, you know, (laughs) they hold good space, but they're, they're fucking mess. (laughs) Well, and as one would probably be able to guess, uh, the character who is saying, why don't we just tell people what to do instead of having, instead of the point being people have to go through the process in order to get to the solution, right? You have to go through the thing in order to appreciate getting to the end. And you and I have talked about that a number of times in here. You don't skip to the back of the book and just read like, oh, here's how everyone, here's how the problems are solved and here's how everybody lives happily ever after. You have to go through the journey. You have to go through the process in order to like really feel that, right? And I think that's probably what they're setting up is that like, sure, you know, a therapist sees our blind spots and could say to us, okay, well, if this thing makes you feel sad, don't do this thing. Or, you know, if you're, if your significant other is, uh, you know, a bummer, then fucking leave them. Well, those, those are solutions at the back of the book. Those are solutions that like, um, don't make a lot of sense to the person 
unless the person has gone through and done the work and gone through the process and had the whole journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to show that like meeting someone where they're at and just being there to like maybe point out different ways they can go or just like, Hey, I'm going to meet you here in the dark and like kind of show you like highlight, Hey, we thought about this or thought about this and letting them find that path for themselves. Um, it's just so much more powerful. And that's the only way you can really transform, you know, as like, you can't just, you can't force it on people. You can't force it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think also you can't, you have to be honest with yourself. I think you can lie to everybody else. I think probably if you want to, um, but man, honesty with yourself. I found myself kind of fibbing to a a friend of uh, a mutual friend of ours recently where we were kind of talking about like, um, you know, healing and improving and making sure we have the tools to get through some of the emotional strife that we all go through, you know? And I was asked, well, what, what, what tools have been helpful to you? And th- this is where I, I, this is where I'm like being careful about saying that I lied. Cause I, I wasn't lying, but I started going through the list of the things that we always talk about on the podcast because mm-hmm. they are good tools, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, exercise, meditation, ecstatic dance, uh, mindfulness, uh, doing drugs, <laughs> dream work, journaling, uh, all that kind of stuff. Finding a health, healthy, creative outlet, all that kind of stuff. But also the thing I didn't say that is probably the most true is that thing about like just being able to recognize triggers as they come or recognize that you're feeling an emotional kind of way. And temporarily distract, like temporarily change the channel, like, and and find a way to just sort of distract yourself for a a minute or two. And all those things that I mentioned are ways to distract yourself. You know, pick up your, pick up your guitar and play it a little bit or do some ecstatic dance or do a meditation session or do whatever, you know, laughter or whatever. But also I think that like that the core of it, I, I felt, I felt like I lied to this friend of ours because I was, because I was trying to make it a bigger thing than I think it really is for me and for a lot of people, which is just like, find something that you can sort of just distract. It doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. There's not like a a solution that you just like spray this on your, on your pain, spray this on your emotional pain and it'll go away. It's like, uh, just try to, if you're feeling an emotional pain, maybe, you know, pinch yourself on the leg or on the arm and distract yourself for a second, metaphorically pinch yourself. Yeah. To just take your mind off it for a second and then suddenly it becomes a little bit easier to deal with that emotional pain as it starts to sort of like drift through. Like like you always talk about like the weather just drifts through, right? Yeah. And you're talking about doing like something to like at least just get you out of the – to shake the snow globe a little bit or something. Right. To shake yeah. it up. Get some separation between you and the emotion that you're experiencing um, because when you're in it, it feels so – overwhelming and all consuming. And, um, I'm not good. So what part did you feel like you're being disingenuous on? I I felt like, um, I I felt like I was being too serious. Like, so when I was like, Mm. Oh, like meditation and mindfulness, I like to do ecstatic dance, turn on some music and really just let myself rock out a little bit. Um, you know, uh, doing yoga, stretching, uh, doing, you know, certain physical activities, uh, wearing myself out, yelling at the top of my line, you know, all this different stuff. I, I, I listed a bunch of things. Yeah. To be like, oh, this stuff helps, you know? The reason I felt like I was being disingenuous, I, dishonesty is not the right word here, just disingenuous is because like the real truth there, like the real truth 
is that I find a way to distract myself. I acknowledge mm. that I'm feeling a certain kind of way and I find a way to just change that channel for a moment. And, and that moment can stretch on a little bit and I'm still going to feel the way I feel. I'm still going to be in the dumps a little bit or I'm going to be, you know, feeling whatever, but it, it's, it's not specific to those. Act- that, I guess that's what I feel like. It's, it's not always specific to those activities. Sometimes yeah, okay. it's, sometimes it's, Sometimes it's what you know, binge watch episodes of Seinfeld or something like that. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, go out and shovel the my 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 driveway. Sometimes it's little tiny things like bring up a conversation, call a friend, fucking do the dishes, like anything, anything, just to sort of like distract myself. So that's why I'm that's why I'm careful about like it wasn't dishonesty. It just made me feel like I was yeah. presenting something that I'm not, it's, it, it, it's like, not. Nah, I don't have it figured out. I just, I just distract myself for a second. I get what you mean. Um, and I mean, even speaking about distraction, I guess that's what we were kind of talking about earlier a little bit with, cause of course, I mean, we've talked plenty on this podcast about you have to feel it to heal it. You know, you have to, you can't escape it. You're, you're going to, it's going to come up sooner or later. And even in a character in that show, the lead character is accused. He's the therapist, but his other therapist friends are like, look, you're gonna have to deal with your wounds eventually. That's right. right. And you can't keep distracting. And so, but there is, I think, especially in this like healing space or that distraction can be a form of like, I, I, it's like a, what what do you say? A word that's not like accepted (laughs) or like, like taboo. Yeah. Taboo kind of, or like, I don't know about taboo, but just like, it's, um, you know, people will think, Oh, you can't don't like as something you should never do. But I feel like sometimes it's just a good distraction gives you that. I I think it's a, it's, it becomes a problem if you're always distracting or always numbing or or always trying to run away. Totally. See that. See, now we're getting into this, Mike, keep, please keep going. But this is why I felt dishonest. Yeah. Because, but if, if you, but there's a time and place for a good distraction, a good, like, you know, a disconnection from the daily grind from, and it, in a way that's like, it doesn't always have to be so serious. And sometimes you might find that just changing that channel is enough. And then you move through it. Now there's other times when you're constantly changing the channel and it's like, no, dude, you got to sit in it. You've got to be in it. Because you're just trying to like run from something and you just need to face it and feel it and have the space for it. But sometimes it's like, look, you know what? I'm feeling down or something. Gonna go watch a Marvel flick. I'm gonna go have a good fuck. I'm gonna go get high and watch uh, 80s cartoons. And then the next day you're like, you know what? I'm feeling good. And it didn't feel like you were escaping anything. It's just sometimes you just need, there's nothing wrong with a good distraction every now and then. See, you're, you're, you're hitting on this in a way that I was, so I, I'm still having a tough time, um, with defining what I was feeling in that, in that moment. So, so like the example would be this, um, friend says, what do you do? Like, what's, you've improved, what, what do you, what have you done? And the answer, the real answer is here's what you do. You, um, have a life-changing moment doing psychedelics with your friend. Mm-hmm. Then you 
spend the next three years weekly talking to your best friend on a podcast about healing and about methods for healing and about um, psychological and therapeutic um, modalities and have guests on that are experts and, and amateurs in a vast, like a wide variety of, of different healing methods and you try out all of those and a little bit of it sticks every time you do it. Uh-huh. And you spend three years doing that, thinking about that, talking about that, experiencing that behavior, like actively doing those things. And then like, if you like take a moment to reflect on the person that you were before you started doing all this stuff and the person that you are now and the way you handle your emotions now versus then, you'll notice that there's like a little bit of improvement. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, but that, But that's not a good answer. That's not a good answer. And so like I, would, I did the thing of like, oh, well, you know, meditation, uh, mindfulness, uh, you know, ecstatic dance. You know. Yeah. I, I did all that, but it was insincere in that that's not what it is. It's all this shit. And that's the back and forth. And the, I mean, we're just going to, I don't know, like. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I tell you the story. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of stumped. Have I taken us to? Yeah, I mean, honestly, no, no, you're not. It's just I, I, I guess for me that can come across as feeling like, well, damn, if I don't have someone to right. process like that right. every week, I'm fucked. You know exactly. Yeah, M- M- Mike, I know that how that sounds. That's why I'm feeling that Be- because what you and I were talking about also was, um like friendship. We were talking about how close we are. We were talking about like Mm -hmm. our friendship, like of all that shit we just talked about. The one constant is that I have a friend who is there during the ups and the downs and helps mirror back this stuff to me and is a sounding board to me and, and will not only listen, but also provide advice and, and talk to me. And so the reason I'm feeling this kind of way that I just, I, that I, that I'm not being helpful to the person I was talking to. And also maybe somebody who's listening to this right now is that, yeah, like, it's not like a simple thing of like, do check this box, this box, this box. And then at the end, it'll say equals healed and better. Cause I'm not fucking better. I'm not healed and better. I, but I have, I have good people. I have good friends. Like I've got you that I, I've got people that I can trust and can talk to and that will listen to me. You, you know, do you see why yeah. this is such a fucking hard thing for me to express? Cause I don't want people to hear this and be like, Oh, well it's hopeless. It's not fucking hopeless, but it's also no, not like a take a pill and get better kind of situation. That's I think that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not like, Oh, I, I solved my own mental health issues. Now I'm out Batman, put my fucking Batman costume on. And I'm going out and solving other people's mental health issues. I can't, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Mine aren't solved. No, it's not this uh, linear thing where it's like, oh, I've got these three things to heal. And once boom, 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 I'm done. And now I feel great all all the fucking time. And, and I guess maybe that's where we were uh, like at with the beginning when we were just talking about like, look, we've been going through it. It's, It's this realization that this healing mindset of like, oh, show me the wounding kind of mentality that I had. Like, I think that was my first ayahuasca like intention. Show me the wounding. As right. if like, 
a grandmother was just going to go in there, find the wounds, patch them up. And I'll be like, holy shit, I no longer feel depressed ever. I, I feel great all the time. Yeah. And what I'm finding is that it, you just get more in the cycles of the highs and the lows and the depths. And you kind of like swirl around in like this spiral. And I think that's what we're going to be keep, keep doing. And so with me, it's like, maybe I don't want to go in there and just like find the wounding and heal and check things. Maybe I'm just fine to be in the spiral where I'm at and with, with people who love me and care about me. And I hope that, you know, when he said that, like, it, it, it kind of comes back to that community aspect that we've, you know, we tried for a while to do our own community and it's like, well, that's not really what we wanted to do, but there are communities out there. And I'm hoping that when people don't have a Mike or a Doug, that they are reaching out through this community, through these, you know, like the, 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 the divine assembly, the Mormons on mushrooms, Facebook group, that's an unofficial Facebook group, but still the Facebook group. And, you know, going to ecstatic dance, just to uh, like, not, not necessarily to heal, but like to be in their bodies and to meet other like-minded people to like deal with all this shit with. Yeah. And I think the point being, my point being not your, I'm not making your point yeah. for you. I'm saying my point is. Did I miss your point? I missed your point. Huh? No, you, oh. you, you're, you're, you're nailing it. And I think oh. you're doing a good job of trying to make it more relatable. Cause I think I'm, I think I'm misrepresenting myself right now, which I'm, which I'm going to try to like turn. I'm going to try to turn that with this next sentence. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to like actually work or help, but what I'm trying to say is that the, the process or the concept of the process of healing is fucking endless. It does not have like a, it doesn't have a finish line. You know, it's not, it's not fucking candy land where you, you get to the, you know, you, you get to the end and you win. There's no winning healing. Yeah. It's just being more accepting and loving and patient with yourself right now, no matter where you are, like no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter how many times you've yoga or meditated or ecstatic danced or fucking done a push up, no matter how many times you've done that in the past or going forward in the future, it doesn't matter to the, how you feel right now. And the way you, ha- and, 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 and the, the, the way that I feel right now or, or yesterday or tomorrow, that right now feeling I've just developed to have, I've just developed a a little bit of patience and acceptance of that, of like, it's okay. You're okay where you are right now. Maybe you distract yourself. You come back and fucking solve it or face it up a little bit when you're in a little bit better headspace or when you're doing medicine, whatever, but have a little bit more grace and patience and self-love for myself Right now, that's a hard thing to say because it's like, well, all the shit that I've been doing has given me that patience, but also just fucking like, it's not going to end. It's not going to end mm-hmm. ever. It won't. No. And, um, I'm sorry. I, if I, I love what you're saying right there, man. No, I'm loving this because, it, if, and especially if I look in hindsight, and I think this is always a good thing to do is to take stock, especially if you're in a moment, like where was I five years ago, 10 years ago? And I'm thinking of myself, um, you know, I, did I talk about this in our recording last week that I watched that show that 
missionary documentary, The Mission. No, you and I have talked about that off. Okay, off well, let me talk about it a little bit. There's, so there's yeah. a new documentary out called The Mission. It's made by like a Swiss or like a Finnish. Is that how you say someone from Finland? Yeah, man. I mean, okay, that's yeah. what I call Lowry Markkinen, the finisher. You know, they even bring up Larry Markkinen in the in the documentary. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are well, so it's all these missionaries going to Finland, and so the, they're just these babies, these eighteen year old babies, and they're going to to Finland. And one of them is playing, playing basketball with his friend or his brother, and he's like, "Oh, I know. Uh, how do you say his last name again? Markkinen. Markkinen. Yeah, Larry Mark- Markkinen is from there, and so they were talking about him in the in the episode or the the movie, but." It was, it brought up a lot of mission shit for me, um, hmm. in a good way. And they must've had some sort of access to, with the church because they were, they filmed inside the MTC. Um, and it just reminded me how I felt on my mission and maybe had more compassion for myself that like, I'm seeing the innocence of these 18 year old missionaries who th- they really believe they believe it and they're swept up in it. And one kid on the mission, he has severe like mental illness and has to go home early and your heart just breaks for him as you see him afterwards. And he's so deflated. And so like, he was like the beginning of the, uh, of the movie, he's like a flirt. He's very like extroverted and, and kind of goofy and, and, and very confident at the end, he's like a shell of himself. Oh God, I hate that stuff. I hate it. And, but it brought up that, you know, like remembering how I felt on my mission with my depression. Um, and so when I would be in that state that you're talking about, those low moments, I would like, I wouldn't be as okay being in that moment. I would mm. immediately go in ruminations on how can I fix this? What did I do wrong? It, especially when I was Mormon, it was like, what did I do wrong? What have I not repented of? Why do I feel shitty? Because if I, if I had really checked all those boxes, if I repented of everything, I should be feeling fucking fantastic, but I don't. So what's wrong with me? And then as an ex-Mormon that shifted to what's wrong. Is it mental illness? Do I have to fix this? Do I like, why am I not, do I have to change my mindset? You know, be more positive, do this. Um, to then in the medicine space being like, well, yeah, you know, do I need to do more inner child meditations? Do I need to uh, do another mushroom ceremony. What what do I need to do? And then it, that now has shifted to like, it's okay just to be in it. Yeah. Cause it's going to change and it's going to cycle through. And so I love how you were saying just having more grace or more patience or more love for yourself where you're at in the moment. Yeah. Because that, I, gosh, dude, Mike, you are finally, finally, this thing is making some sense. I, I recognize that I've not, are, you know, articulated my point very well here, but you, you just nailed it. I think like my experience is not going to be anybody else's experience. And furthermore thinking like we're talking about a specific friend of ours thinking that I have it figured out is, is, is part of that mistake. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I, yeah. I'm still fucked up. I'm still fucking trying to like do the thing. And that's why that, 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 that's why the, 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 the answer felt so insincere or so, so dishonest because it's like, well, it's in all the things, do all of the things and you're going to be in this journey and you're going to be doing the work as we call it in the medicine, you know, community. And you, but it's that part of like the comparison of 
Like I'm still wrong. I I am like, I'm a mistake. Like there's something wrong with me. There's something mm-hmm. bad and I need to root it out. And like you said, show me the wounding and I got to stitch that up and fix the heat. And, 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 and then there's healing going on. Yeah. Like I cut myself in and, and I pull a little neosporin on it and then it like heals and, and there's no scar. It's just like pure and, and, and perfect again. That's, that's no, that's not what, we, that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about healing and when I talk about like having those like little moments to distract me, it, it's just figuring out that no one's got it figured out and that we all are fucking nuts, man. And we're, that's not a very good psychological term, but we're all just <laughs> fucking trying. Right. Like I go out yeah. to restaurants, I go to sporting events, I go to social settings, I go to, and everybody looks so put together. Everybody looks like they got it figured out and everybody's got good photos. Like they, they, you know, everybody takes like good photos. They know how to do it. You know, I don't know how to do it. Like they're taking like, Oh, we're going to do a group. Every group photo I'm a part of. I look like I'm like puffing out my cheeks and closing my eyes and like (laughs) getting ready to like, like put the people next to me into an arm fucking like a headlock. Like that's every, every photo of me that exists looks like I'm just seeing a camera for the very first time in my life. And I don't know what to do about it. That's everyone. And meanwhile, I see all these other people out and about and they, you know, they, they, they show me their photo. Like, Oh, this is us at such and such brewery two nights ago. And I'm like, you guys look like fucking models. What's happening here? Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, we, we, me and my, me and my spouse went to the, uh, the basketball game and here's us. And I'm like, fucking hey, man, what happened? Like, did, did, did like a professional photographer come and take your pictures? Like, did you get makeup done? Like, how did you look so good? Everybody's having a good time. You know, everybody's like, everybody's out enjoying life and telling everybody about it. And I'm just like, fucking hey, I'm just like, I've got like diarrhea. I can't even like, what are you talking about? Everybody's having a good time. The whole time everybody's having a good time. I'm trying to not shit my pants. <laughs> That's my whole thing. I'm laughing because I've seen some of those photos of you. Like, <laughs> I know you've seen them. I look like I'm gonna steal. Like, I look like I'm gonna steal babies at night. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm in a, like a fairy tale village. Like, it's like I'll, I'll be like Doug. I'm seeing you right now. Just look like that. Look at look like. Well, I'm gonna take. We're, we're gonna take this picture, and I want you to look just as I see you right now. <laughs> Don't do anything different. <laughs> and then I cross my eyes and like make like a weird noise for some reason. And my my hands like I pr- I bring my hands up like in a in a in a like a spread like f- palms in sort of like move where I, like I'm like. I'm like trying to show that I have nothing, like I'm doing a, like I'm a magician showing that I have nothing up my sleeves. Like I'm, I'm frequently doing that in photos. Or you're I, pointing to the camera, or you just point to the camera. I do point to the camera a lot because I don't know what else to do. And it's always like, you know, I'm like, I hope people don't think that I'm trying to put everybody in a headlock during this photo shoot. Like I fucking hate photos of myself, man. I, I fucking hate it. I'm glad we're talking about this because it's a good example of like, okay, deal with it then you're going to have pictures taken of you with you're, you're out with friends you're doing a fun thing or people people are out taking pictures that's just the way it goes if i live my whole life just being like i've got to heal from this fucking photo problem and i got to take classes on how to have a better picture of me taken and how to be more photogenic and how to not look like a literal fairy tale creature that sneaks into the village and steals babies at night. I don't know why I look like that in photos. I don't look like that in real life. Do I? Maybe I do. I don't know. No, man. No. Okay. Not a chance. All right. 
Jesus Christ. Like, I feel like I'm in the BFG. Like, I feel like I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh whiz popper. Whiz so, popper. <laughs> but that's, but this is kind of fun. This is fun talking about it this way. Cause like, that's, that's how I feel. And there are probably people who feel uh, that way about every topic that we could come up with. Like people feel about like how to order off of menu the same way I feel about having my photo taken. People feel about everyone's having fun without me and I've have and I have FOMO and I'm home and de- I'm depressed and I'm sad and I've missed out on life. People probably feel that way about the way I the same way I feel about having my photo taken. And it's like just have a little more grace on yourself and be a little kinder to yourself and 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 fucking give yourself a pat on the back. Like give yourself like a yeah. hey, we did it. Like we did it. Mike, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've been telling people lately. The other 30 the other 37 billion versions of me that tried to become me were wiped off of my mom's vagina and thrown into the dirty clothes, like thrown into the hamper. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm the one that made it. Just me. You made it. Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, the odds of that, that's. I'm 37 billion to one, baby. I am unique. I don't even, and I don't even know if that's the right number. I just made up the number 37 billion. How many I mean, fucking if you, things if you are talk in about Even just like in a, a single squirt, but even just like all the squirts it took in the process of conceiving you too, you know? Yeah. The rest of them yeah. dripped out into the toilet or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. All the ones that like, even just like, you know, yeah. That's kind of a really unpleasant way to talk about my mom and dad, but like, that's what they did. They, that's what, well, my dad yeah. orgasmed into my mother and then I have to now deal with it. <laughs> like I have to like live and be alive and be like, Oh, I got, I got, I, got, I feel some kind of way about it. Like I got emotions. Well, I, I've never thought about that. I mean, you, uh, like we all defied, we made it. We've defied We're the here. odds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, those, you're never going to get better odds. I mean, defy more odds than that, than just being here. Dude, you got a better chance of buying the winning Powerball ticket while being struck by lightning yeah. than being alive. <laughs> you know? That's pretty wild. Yeah. Cause there's, I don't know how many billions, but in every, Every, I don't know how many, I don't know how many potential humans are in a semen. I, I don't know the, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking biologist, but there, I know it's a are, lot. There are many. Let's just say many. There um, are many, right? Yeah. And if you pay, and if you figure, if you figure all of the times that my father has ejaculated in his lifetime and all he's got to show for it is me and one other person, pff, dude, me and that person are pretty fucking unique and cool and like <laughs> rare. We're rare. I knew there's something special about you. I know, I know. Same, dude, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like I made it. And one of the things I have to deal with is that I look like the villain from a fairy tale in pictures. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> Big deal, man. Like I look like I'm going to I'm going to like spin straw into gold. Like if you take a picture of me, people are going to be like. Does anybody, can anybody guess that guy's name? Is that what the whole thing is? We have to like guess his name. <laughs> I'm making a Rumpelstiltskin joke. <laughs> I was about to say it, but I didn't want to spoil it. I knew we were making, but like. <laughs> oh. oh, spoil it. Spoiler alert for those who haven't read the fucking fairy tale <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. But you know his that name, thing. When, when, when you, it's not like spoiling, spoiling the story. It's spoiling, you know, people want to come to that joke on their own. 
kind of, ah, you know, oh, I, kind yeah, of that's true. I, I didn't have to, def- you're yeah. right. It's a great joke when you have to like explain why it's fucking funny. <laughs> Um, there is one thing that you hit on here that I wanted to talk about and all that was, um, well, one, first, congratulations on being here. Thank you. And, and, and I doff my cap to you as well, sir. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to really feel some pride in that for a moment. Of, Why not? Like, Why not sit in that for a minute? Just sit in that. Um, was this thing about, cause as you were talking, I think, you know, especially even in, in this, like new age meditation, mindfulness, medicine space, we can still get in the same trap of I'm feeling shitty. What am I not doing right? Like, right. Am right. I not meditating? Shaming enough? Ourselves. Am I not? Yeah. Shaming ourselves for like, am I not doing mindfulness? Right. Am I not doing mushrooms? Right. You know, am I, ha- have I backtracked on like, you know, I was feeling so good. And then now I feel like shit. Am I going back? Am I regressing to a spot where I was before? And a lot of it could just be, it could be so many different reasons why you're feeling a certain way. And the why doesn't really matter. It's the what that you're feeling. And in the last like paper I wrote for school, it was God, like so good. dropping into this notion of um, James Hillman calls it pathologizing, which is like um, how our pathologies actually lead us into soul, like deepen us. Mm. And so without our depressions and our anxieties, and like the mess of emotions that we feel at times, those are what allow that deepen us into this human experience. And so you might just be going through some inner transformation and that's going to feel uncomfortable and it's not anything you're doing wrong. It's just something, something's happening. Um, if it it could even be that Saturn is conjunct your natal, whatever bullshit, (laughs) (laughs) there's so many things that could be like, it just could be like, you're going through another transformation inside and it's going to feel awful. It's going to feel uncomfortable as it moves, as, as the energy shifts, as you're going through this transformative period, you're just going to not feel great. Yeah. I love, I love, love, love what you just said. I love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you know, you said it's not so much about why you're feeling it. It's about what you're feeling, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh I love that. Because the why is like, fucking who cares? Maybe you walked under a telephone pole and the electricity was strong. Or or maybe, maybe. Maybe maybe someone said something to you and it set you off. But was it really even that? You know, that that's what you're saying is the why you're blaming. Right. But is it really that? Is it really or is it triggering something from when you were three or is it even that? Is it some sort of ancestral thing or is it just some sort of or what? Whatever the why it's deepen into the what of what it is. is Or is it just that we are fucking little monkeys? Yes. (laughs) That that. are hungry or, or, or didn't get what we wanted or didn't, you know, didn't get the piece of fruit that fell from there. Like, it, who knows? There's an endless well, like to go to the, to go to the well of why we can find endless reasons to, to the, the reason we feel the way we feel endless, but it's more about identifying. This is what I'm feeling. And then finding tools building a, like a little, a little, like a little tool bag of methods that we use to fucking deal with that. Right. 
yeah. to deal um, with that what. By the way, yeah. if all of you think I'm being like self-deprecating, I'm not. I think that in real life, I am a fucking smoke show. Like, I feel like I'm a handsome motherfucker. Oh, and I've seen good. I was making fun of you for a few like pictures. No, dude, there's seen, not a good like, picture of me out there. I swear to God. Like, dude, you uh, sent one to me last weekend, man. <laughs> I know the I know the picture you're talking about, and yeah. I look like a crook-eyed villain. Like I look like like I look like I'm accidentally winking at you, which I'm not. It's just my eye droops, you know. <laughs> I got to pull this up at the moment. Um. <laughs> like I, every picture of me, I think a person can make this noise as they look at it. Are you looking at it right now? Uh, you know what? I, I, you 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 make you make a point. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw past that, and of course you did because you love me and you know what I look like in real life. <laughs> yeah, <Huh>? but <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking at the same picture. I'm looking at the same picture, and I look like I'm gonna like escape into the woods with my my most recent victim. Like I don't know why I look like that in pictures. But I think that's how you said it. You sent me that picture. Like, look at this new victim of mine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know what's she doesn't know what's going to hit her. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Yeah, I get you I, you know, you have a point. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so. I thought I did too. But, you know what? I even had, so I had a, a picture taken of me. So, in, I went to Oh, actually I went to Mindy Gledhill concert last Friday. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Dude, she's amazing. She's, she's lovely. So awesome. She sang and then there was this one uh woman who sang before her. And I chatted with her after. She introduced herself as a sun fairy. And I was like, I've never heard of a sun fairy, by the way. I'm like, these are our people. Well, I have this like theory that Mormons are fairy people. Have I told you about that theory? No, I'd love to. Talk we've about talked about that. the fairy kingdom and stuff. But I'm kind of wondering if like early Mormonism was just to gather these types of people who would be, who believe in enchantment. And that's why we were suckered into it. And our ancestors were suckered into it so easily. Cause it's like, yes, the world is enchanted because we're just, we're fairy folk <laughs> now incarnated here. That's just a, that's just a working theory of mine. I'm um, kind of down for that. Like, or the, or the fairy people that literally got exiled by the Catholic church. And we were just like, okay, well, we'll come over here and do this whole thing. And then it got like miss like somewhere like around George Albert Smith. It got like, like misinterpreted and everybody's like, no, it's actually like uh, this real conservative, like prohibition era religion. And, her, and then our, our mean, ancestors started, they were like, Oh, we were singing songs and telling tales and doing magic tricks, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was starting to get polluted way back at Joseph Smith too, but like, Oh, of um, course. Yeah. Pedophile. But in order to, they were like, you know what? But how are you going to get me from England to my my homeland in England or Scandinavia to the desert in Utah where we can all like, like how how is this going to happen? They're like, oh, we'll, we'll believe in this religion that will get us there and, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is not going to be good for my skin or my cardiovascular system <laughs> like based on what I've been raised for. Um, I'm trying to find the name of the artist just real quick because she was pretty dope and she was a sun fairy. Oh, Dune Dune Moss. So if you just go to um, Instagram, it's all one word, Dune Moss. And she opened for Mindy. She was lovely. She was a sun fairy and she enchanted it, enchanted us. And then Mindy came and she rocked it. She sang some of her songs from Rabbit Hole, which is like her ex-Mormon album. 
Um, even one that like the words speak to me. So like, have you heard her song Icarus? Um, I have heard Icarus. I, um, yeah. well, maybe not. I, 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 I'm familiar with Mindy. So anyway, it was a lovely concert. Afterwards we got caught and there, it was like torrential rain here in LA and we even had snow in at my oh, house, which is crazy. But we took a picture of ourselves and I think lately now that I'm like turning gray, any photo I take of me, I aged 10 years in gray, I feel like. Like, I'll look at the photo and be like, damn, I'm just like all silver. There's no brown left. And then I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, no, it looks pretty brown. But then, yeah. but those pictures. Yeah, you're, mo- I, you're mostly brown. Like, you have spots of gray, but like, I yeah, there's there's something about like self-image too, right? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a whole thing. I think thing. so too. Yeah. Y- you know? think so but then that makes me wonder sometimes like so when i look in the mirror am i seeing brown but then like really i'm looking at this photo and everyone's like dude no you're fucking you're all gray <laughs> no you're 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 mostly brown dude I, I i will tell you the truth about that yeah as someone I mean, who doesn't you know give a shit about hair color I, I i will tell you when you have i mean you know you've got the gray in your beard but you're good you look great and, I like and gray by hair. the way gray is going to be a great look for you yeah, I think it'll be a great look. I just maybe wasn't quite ready for it to be that gray. And when I look at that picture, I'm like, oh damn, I'm, I'm gray. <laughs> I'll send you the I'll send you the picture so you see what I'll I mean. Take, yeah, send me that photo. I want to see it. Oh man. Well, okay, so we've kind of like gotten to the point of like I I I, I want to make sure that I'm ad- like that I'm accurately representing what I'm feeling, which is the answer to your to the question that we all ask is how do I feel better? The, the, the answer is you're going <laughs> like, like to like, do you know what I mean? You're going to feel better. Like you got, there's, there's tools, there's techniques, there's methods, there's cool shit you can do. There's all the stuff that we talk about that we like to do that, but it's, you're just going to feel better later. Dude. I even love that as the name of the episode. You're going to feel better later. <laughs> I don't know. Like, right? yeah, it's just the theme of it. Cause I, I think I, I I do want that to be the message that people take away from all of this. It's like, yeah, it's going to be shitty and it's going to keep being shitty. And there's no amount of healing you can do to keep, to shield yourself from those awful emotions that will come and yep. that you might be experiencing right now. Yep. But how, give your, cut yourself some slack, distract yourself if you need to for a bit, be in your emotions when you need to. One of the things they recommend on that, uh, that show we're watching shrinking is play a sad song for 15 minutes a day yeah, and allow yourself just that. to feel awful. I think that's a good recommendation, too, you know, make it 30 that. minutes if you want to just like carve out a space for you to, to like, I'm going to grieve. I'm going to feel, I'm going to have open up this space. that I can feel as shitty as I need to feel for 15, 30, whatever the, the allotted time is. And then go about your day. And if you need to do it the next day, do it again. But then just live, you know? I don't know. It's like, it will pass. The storm will pass. And you will feel better again. Yeah. It's temporary. It's all fucking temporary. This And this whole thing is fucking temporary. So. Right. The whole thing is temporary, man. And I, like that becomes, that becomes one of the hardest things that we talk about. Because it, because then we get into whataboutism, right? mm -hmm. It's like, well, what about if someone lost a child? What about if someone went through some real tough violence or trauma? Like, yeah, what about ism is a real, like, okay, fine. Yeah. But again, 
you're gonna you're gonna feel better later. <laughs> like yeah. it's just you know what I mean? Like that's what I've had to that's what I have to tell myself because because when I'm feeling in the dumps, like when I'm down and I'm feeling blue, the last thing I want to do is ecstatically dance. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is turn on some hippy dippy bullshit music and meditate. That's a lot, like literally that's the last, that's the last thing I want to do when I'm feeling real blue. Sometimes the last thing I want to do is trip or do anything like, yeah. Sometimes, right? sometimes I don't even like picking up my guitar when I'm feeling like that. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah. cause I've even said to you like, Mike, let's get out, let's get out of this funk. Let's play guitar together. And you've been like, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to, yeah. uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And so like that might, I guess my point is like, just f- do all those things, do the, do the things, do the, do the work, do the methods, do the modalities, but also just give yourself a goddamn break. Like you're going to feel bad, feel bad or feel great, whatever, you know, it's, you're also not going to feel great forever. So that's going to pass too. No. And so you just be in it when it's there and don't try to hold on to that either. You know, it's like, that's right. I don't God know. Damn, dude. I, and I don't know. I, I don't know if we've said it. I, I don't know what this episode has been. It's just mostly been me ranting like a lunatic about like my crazy. Maybe this is good. Maybe it's good for people to just hear like, dude, these guys are fucking dumb. And you know what? If if it if it's not, and they, it's like, who cares? I I can't I can't muster the energy right now to schedule guests, and this is enlivening for me. And so, Damn. and we do have some guest schedules, but you know they might fall through, like the last ones. Who knows? But um, Doug and I like, please go off on more of those rants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're feeling, listen. Here's here's a method. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna this. I this this method has never been introduced. This is new to the world. The, the 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 mental health people don't know about it. The esoteric medicine world people don't know about it. The Mormons don't know about it. The Catholic nobody knows about this method. I'm going to give it to you right now. Here you go. You're ready. Next time you're feeling blue. Next time you're down in the dumps. Just remember, it could also be worse. You could look like Doug in a photo. <laughs> Comparative, like where I'm going against the whole thing. I'm doing comparative trauma. Like get into your, the worst thing that has ever happened to you, the worst you've ever felt and realize that it could be that. And you could look like you've just had your photo taken um, the way Doug looks after he's had his photo taken. Like, like, like a, like something that lives in a swamp, like something, something that's like, like not quite like human, but humanoid and like, kind of drags one foot, you know, as it like stalks teenagers. <laughs> like, it, like you could look like that in a photo that, that things could be worse. Dude, we've been missing this Rumpelstiltskin energy this whole time in two and a half years. You need to keep bringing it. <laughs> okay, <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I just, we say it enough that I literally become like a villain when I start and people are like, man, teenagers are disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because you say you do. If if you believe something about yourself, if you say something about yourself enough times, you're going to start believing it. You know, yeah. That's why you want to say good things about yourself. Like, oh man, I'm I've got a really good heart. Oh man, boy, look at that nose. What a what a big beautiful nose I have. Oh, I'm really glad my hair is receding. Lucky me. Yay. What what would he do? Yeah, but you. If you don't believe, I don't know. I'm I'm making. A completely like stupid joke right now. I, I don't believe any of that stuff about myself. I think I'm awesome. 
Oh, I know you do. No, okay. I, I just mean like, I don't know where I was going with that. Just kind of like the, <laughs> I just hate, I hate the false positivity is what I'm trying to say is like. No, I hate, that's what I, I was. I think that's what I was making fun of yeah. is the false positivity thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, no, like, I don't know. Sometimes, I don't know. I like saying nice things about myself, but I like, if I'm trying to just say nice things about myself and I don't really believe it, I, my, my ape inside of me is gonna be like, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, you know? I think so too. Yeah. Like, let's just start inventing terms and we just put like toxic in front of it. Like, oh yeah, this is kind of a well-known thing. Doug's doing this like toxic <laughs> photogenic thing right now. Yeah. It's just like, fucking no, I'm just being, I'm just being, I'm just trying to make Mike laugh. That's all I'm trying to do right now. And this whole episode was filled with toxic movie references and TV. Toxic, like, Yeah. Toxic pop culture. Um, yeah. um, what else have we done? Toxic nostalgia. Oh, dude, oh, fucking man. toxic nostalgia is a good one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right? Dude, that's you just summed up my life right there. Toxic, toxic, toxic nostalgia. nostalgia. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, anyone, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> anyone who's out there wearing a Disney shirt in Disneyland knows, knows my struggle of toxic nostalgia. <laughs> that's right. Anyone, dude, Mike, this one's going to hit kind of close to home yeah. for both of us, but more you than me. Anyone who's ever stood in line to see a Star War is suffering yeah. from toxic nostalgia. <laughs> yep. Right? Maybe even gone to a Star Wars convention and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, toxic nostalgia is a great term. I'm loving it. Maybe that's the episode title. <laughs> please. Can we please call it toxic nostalgia? I think so too. Could we do that? Yeah. Like, and by the way, now nah, we probably can't do this. It's, I was just going to be, instead of our normal like theme song, mm-hmm. what if the theme song was like something like, so making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? I don't think we can do that. It's probably <laughs> trademarked or copyrighted or something like that. I'm sure. But is anyone really going to go after Mormons and mushrooms? Maybe. That's true. That's true. Maybe. The church is going after that bad Mormon memoir lady for using the word Mormon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. But ah, anyway. that's, all. that's a whole new topic. We don't even get into it. In the wind. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> all right. Well, I needed this today, buddy. Same, man. You've just made my day better. I appreciate you. Yeah, same. Do we have toxic friendship? Maybe. I mean, not if we just fuck it out afterwards, then it's fine. <laughs> do, do we have toxic mutual respect? Are we suffering from toxic mutual respect? And love? Love toxic love. Love. <laughs> it's just toxic eye glances and toxic <laughs> suggestivity. <laughs> oh, buddy. man. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Oh, 111. Oh.